welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to be talking about the all-important issue one that's coming up on the August 8th special election ballot. And maybe you've heard about this. If you haven't, you need to stay tuned this hour as we're going to be talking about it. Uh, With me on the phone is Pastor Al Davis, who is a board member of the Ohio Christian Alliance and pastors the Richfield Bible Baptist Church. Uh, And also live with Pastor Al, you hear him right here on WHKW. Uh, each week as well on his program, we're going to be talking about Issue 1 and why it's important to safeguard Ohio's Constitution. And you might ask, why now? Well, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to break it down. Uh, But really, we want to talk to you also about an upcoming rally on Issue 1, which is the annual Freedom Banquet of the Ohio Christian Alliance. That's next Thursday. That's June 22nd at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton. This is our annual fundraiser, and if you've been listening to this program, you benefit from the information we provide you. This is a good time to support the Ohio Christian Alliance. Actually, to come out for a great meal, a great time of fellowship and patriotism, and actually we'll be talking about Issue 1 and have plenty of materials for you to take back home as well. There'll be yard signs on Issue 1. There'll be handouts on Issue 1 for your local congregation and for your friends and contacts. That's next Thursday, June 22nd, at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton, and that's 3180 West Market Street in Akron. You can register for the event at our website at ohioca.org, or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. Again, that's ohioca.org, and you can uh, register and buy your tickets there. Individual tickets are $75. A table of 10 is $700 if you have a group that's coming with you. Uh, But we would love to see you there. Uh, Again, there will be a great time of fellowship at the 6 p.m. reception, the 7 o'clock dinner. And our guests include, and the speakers that night, our Treasurer of State, Robert Sprague, will be speaking. Also, State Representatives Melanie Miller and State Representative Brian Stewart, who you'll hear from later this program, he'll talk about Issue 1 and why it is important to put it on the August 8th ballot and why it's important to safeguard Ohio's Constitution. He actually championed HDR 1 through the General Assembly, which put Issue 1 on the August 8th ballot. Also, Mike Gadadakis, the president of Ohio Right to Life, Bob Burney, from the Salem Station in Columbus will be our MC for the evening, and also Frank LaRose will be with us, Secretary of State. So we'll be talking about Issue 1. We'll have uh, some patriotic music and a good time of fellowship, but really uh, that's next Thursday at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton, the annual Freedom Banquet of the Ohio Christian Alliance, a rally on Issue 1. Well, also uh, want to share with you, um, this last week we were able to be in Washington for the D-Day Prayer Edition uh, dedication, the Friends of the World War II Memorial and the U.S. Park Service. You heard last week's program, we were there in Washington, and uh, it's a wonderful, fitting tribute in addition to the World War II Memorial and already has had thousands of visitors who have come up to read the prayer that FDR Pray with the Nation on on the evening of June 6, 1944, D-Day. So we hope when you get to Washington, you take some time to get over there to the World War II Memorial. 
Many of you know that through the years we've been working on this project together. You have prayed, you have encouraged, you've written letters in support of it, and of course made contributions. We thank you for that. And what we want to say is mission accomplished. We told those men we would get it done well. With God's grace, we were able to add that prayer. Well, issue one, why is that important to safeguard Ohio's Constitution? Let's go back a few years to the ballot when gambling casinos uh, actually put four locations on the ballot, and this was a constitutional amendment. This isn't just a simple law that we were passing on the ballot. It was a constitutional amendment. That means it's part of the state constitution. Think about that for a minute. It was four addresses with named individuals uh, who would be these casino owners, and uh, the people of Ohio uh, mistakenly and unfortunately voted that into our state constitution. They looked afterwards in chagrin and thought, what did we just do? They had to come back, by the way, a year later and change one of the addresses because of a move in Columbus. Uh, So the whole thing is ridiculous when these special interests come into the state of Ohio and exploit our constitutional amendment process. What is that? Well, for about 100 years now, and it was a progressive movement at the time that brought it to about 26 states across the country. In fact, it was the last progressive movement with Teddy Roosevelt, who left the Republican Party and began a progressive movement himself, and uh, 26 states adopted a constitutional amendment process. Well, it's not just a simple law or a statute that passes. Uh, That would be a 50-50 proposition on the ballot. But passing something to put in your Constitution, think about that for a minute. Pastor Al, you need two-thirds to change the federal Constitution, and it's only been amended 26 times. The Ohio Constitution, since 1912, has been uh, amended over 106 times. It's a pretty messy document because special interests have exploited our constitutional amendment process. Your thoughts? You're absolutely right, Chris, and not only that, I can put the Ohio, uh, the United States Constitution in my pocket in a little booklet the size of a pocket calendar. I can't do that with the Ohio Constitution. It's it's a small book uh, because of that. But uh, you're absolutely right. We have a code of laws in the state of Ohio where you're supposed to deal with all the details. The Constitution is supposed to lay down the uh, the basic uh, principles by which our state is governed, just like the the U.S. Constitution lays down the basic principles and format for the governing of this nation. And then the the Congress passes laws to to apply those principles and to carry out what's outlined in the Constitution. And as you pointed out, having addresses of casinos and things in the state Constitution is just ridiculous. Uh, it is time that we get this back in uh, line with uh, what we ought to have in a constitutional republic. We're not eliminating the constitutional amendment process with uh, Issue 1 on August 8th. It's simply raising the threshold for passage from 50% to 60%. Now, the, the constitutional amendment process on the federal level is two-thirds, and that would be 67%. Uh, And, of course, uh, two-thirds of the states have to ratify a constitutional amendment on the federal level. Only 26 times has that been done since the original document uh, over 240-some years ago when our nation was founded. Uh, So the state constitution is a simple uh, 50-50 proposition, and that's what makes it so uh, uh, basically at risk for special interests that come in with a lot of money, and that also come in with 
a lot of campaign money to run television ads that deceive the voter into passing uh, something that later on that they say, what did we just do? Well, many of you also know that in November, there's a good likelihood that an abortion radical amendment will be on the November ballot, and that is a full ninth-month pregnancy abortion uh, on demand in the state of Ohio by the ACLU radical abortion interest, and we want to stop that because what's happening is uh, these groups are circulating for petition right now to get on the ballot. They need, by July 5th, uh, 418,000 signatures, and Pastor Al, I want to report right now, we just got a report last week at a pastor's meeting I was at, that they, uh, it is rumored that they have 740,000 signatures with a month to go. They're probably going to shoot for a million signatures. Uh, that if that's true, then in all likelihood, they're going to have enough signatures to be on the November ballot, and that really spells trouble for Ohio for our pro-life laws, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I was just at the store yesterday with my daughter, and a young man came up to us smiling and said, would you like to sign our petition? I said, what for? Expecting what the answer was going to be. And he said, to protect women's health. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I, I did study biology in college. And uh, so I do have a biology degree. But uh, somehow to me, the killing of a female baby is not the protection of that woman's health, is it? That, that seems a very dangerous thing to that woman. But... But it is very disingenuous how they present it, and uh, and the idea is that they can get enough people convinced that it's merely a good thing to protect women's health, that people don't look to see what the actual issue involves, that they can get enough to get a bare minimum majority, which in Ohio, with an estimated 8.9 million voters, all they need is 50 point zero 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 one percent of the vote to pass this which pretty much guarantees a lot of people will be upset um and uh, yeah this is to protect women it's to protect children unborn children and it's also to protect our state um our state is a pro-life state and if this uh, a radical abortion amendment was to be passed in November, we would instantly become a radical pro-death state. And I think God's people need to be aware of that. And that's why this issue one is important as well, isn't it? It really is. And to safeguard Ohio's unborn in the in this state over the last thirty years, we have moved forward to to restrict abortion on demand and protect the unborn child. And quite honestly, women who have been exploited by abortion, of which they regret, that stays with them the rest of their lives. Let's talk about banning partial birth abortion. Ohio was one of the first states to do that. Uh, Also, we have a heartbeat law in the state. When a heartbeat is detected, uh, abortion is restricted. That's being challenged in before the Ohio Supreme Court. Uh, That law went into effect last summer after the fall of Roe v. Wade with the Dobbs decision. And for four months when it was in operation, Pastor Al, we've got reports all over the state, it was saving babies' lives. Uh, Radical abortion interest in uh, Cincinnati with a municipal court judge uh, challenged it and um, deemed it unconstitutional. That's been appealed by our state attorney general, Dave Yost, and that is being heard before the state Supreme Court. We have a a 20-week abortion ban in this state as well. That's in effect currently. These are pro-life laws that were passed over the years, including 
parental rights notification. That parental rights notification uh, is a great law that lets, uh, that means that a minor cannot be exploited by abortion uh, counselors uh, to try to take a youth away to get an abortion without the parent's notification. So this is all important laws that we have on the books. All of that will be wiped out in the event that that abortion ballot radical amendment in November passes. But hopefully, if we all get out there on August 8th and vote yes on Issue 1, to raise the threshold to 60%, there's a good likelihood they will not be able to get that done in November. Pastor Al, your thoughts? Right, because uh, when you get up to 60%, uh, that's going to show a clear uh, uh, direction of the state rather than just, uh, you know, something that could be influenced very slightly either way, um, which, of course, is one of the dangers of a pure democracy is just simply majority rules. As I've always said, a democracy is is two wolves and a lamb voting for what they have for dinner. Um, But by having a 60% majority, it ensures that the vast majority of the people uh, are in agreement with the decision and it also helps to overcome the problems that you have of people who don't understand the issue and, and people who may be misled on the issue and all of that. Uh, it, it's a great safeguard for our, you know, for a republic, which we are. And I really do believe that uh, the other side understands this, and this is why they're fighting against it so much, trying to claim that this takes away your vote. Um, I really don't see how it takes away your vote because. Not only will everybody have the ability to vote on this in August, um, but also you'll still be able to vote on any issue, any amendment that's uh, on the ballot in November. Nobody's vote is taken away. Uh, it, it, everybody still has a vote, but we get a clear understanding of what the vast majority of Ohioans believe on an issue by raising it to 60%. Um, Anybody that thinks that that's taking away your vote, I'm not sure what logic they're using. Well, over the years, the Ohio Christian Alliance has worked on constitutional amendment issues. Let's go back to 2004. We actually worked on getting Ohio's marriage amendment passed on the ballot. It passed by nearly 62%. Let's look at uh, Ohio's health care bill, uh, the Freedom Bill, that we worked with with conservative groups. That passed by over 60%. Or Marcy's Law, that was a victim's rights amendment that went into the Constitution a few years ago. That passed by over 60%. So again, the 60% threshold, when there are positive issues that that Ohioans truly understand, do not have a problem getting over the 60% threshold. But if you're talking about casino gaming, they didn't win by that much. They won by just a few percentage points. In fact, votes cast on Election Day defeated those casino amendments like we had done for 20 years. What put them over the top was early voting. And I want to talk about early voting because we do have 28 days of early voting here in the state of Ohio. And so many of us, including Pastor Al and I, like to vote traditionally on Election Day. But early voting does have a place. For instance, if you're going into surgery or if you're going to be on vacation or you think that there might be a reason you can't get to the polls, access and get an absentee ballot. Make sure that your ballot and your vote's going to count for the August 8th election. 
In fact, people on the political left side of the aisle are going to pack that ballot box in those 28 days with no votes on issue one. Folks, we need to at least compete or match them in that effort and then also put us over the top on Election Day by voting yes on issue one, August 8th. Let's look at some important dates here. If you're not registered to vote or if you need to update your voter registration or if you have some new voters in your household that just turned 18 or you've just moved to the state of Ohio and you want to register and vote, voter registration deadline is July 10th for the August 8th uh, special election. Again, that's July 10th is the voter registration deadline. So you can register right now uh, and to update your voter registration as well at the Secretary of State's website. Also, at our website at Ohio Christian Alliance, we'll have a link, uh, Register to Vote, and right up towards the top, and click on that. It will take you to the Secretary of State's website, and that you can register to vote online. It is a secure uh, process. It's been vetted over the last few years. We originally had some concerns with this, but we said that photo ID license had to be part of that deal, and it's actually proven to be a good working Uh, process of online voter registration. So let's also look then on Tuesday, July 11th, that's when absentee or early voting begins, early in-person voting. That's when a person can go to the Board of Elections and actually uh, sign in and register, well, vote right then uh, if you're a registered voter. And then also August 6th, early uh, in-person voting ends on August 6th. And then, of course, the election is August 8th. So these are all important dates. So remember this, the voter registration deadline is July 10th for the August 8th special election. And then uh, early voting begins on July 11th, but closes out on August the 6th. So uh, just two days before the August 8th special election, which is a Tuesday. So if there's for any reason you're going to be on vacation or you're traveling or you're going to go to surgery or you've got a doctor's appointment, Please make sure that you vote in person or absentee, casting your ballot and vote yes. The Ohio Christian Alliance is urging a yes vote on issue one, August 8th. Pastor Al, your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. I agree. God's people need to get involved. There's clearly good reason for it. You know, we are to be salt and light in the world. Uh, I certainly urge people to vote yes on issue one on August 8th. Um, I had a question posed to me. Well, why would a church be talking about this? I said it was because of morality. It's it's a moral issue because this directly affects what we do in our state, addressing, as you pointed out in November, the likelihood of a radical abortion issue. If that's not a moral issue that God's people can be concerned about and involved in, I don't know what is. And this is something that will help assure that uh, God's people can weigh in and let their voices be heard on the moral issues of our day as they get uh, uh, put on the ballot, at not only the abortion issue, but others uh, potentially in the future. Well, that's exactly right. I was talking uh, online today with former Senate President Larry Oboff, who is a constitutional attorney, and he was saying that he was on a commission to help clean up the Ohio Constitution. And it's a bipartisan commission. And this is the way in which uh, outdated language or things that are no longer uh, applicable in the Constitution can be um, uh, revised or amended by a uh, uh, bipartisan group in the Ohio Senate. 
that's brought together for this commission. We're actually going to have him on the program to talk about that process. But even a few years ago, Democrats were clam- clamoring that we raise the constitutional amendment process to 55%. <laughs> well, we're just five points away from where their uh, thought was. And they've been, uh, some of the radical left liberals have been decrying this as uh, an anti-democratic movement. Uh, that's ridiculous. And let me explain. What was interesting is somebody put up on Twitter, Pastor Al, that the Democratic Party of Ohio, to change their state constitution within their party, uh, takes uh, 60%. (laughs) Talk about the irony of ironies, okay? And somebody quoted it right from their charter in the Democratic Party platform to change their their charter or their amendment takes a 60% vote within their uh, group. So (laughs) they're obviously not opposed to that, but uh, somehow they're opposed to us putting it to 60% uh, because that's a wall they cannot climb uh, to push radical abortion issues or radical leftist agendas. And, folks, that's what the radical left seeks to do. Only eight states, I mentioned earlier, 26 states originally, now only eight states have a simple 50% majority uh, passage for a constitutional amendment. And hopefully, come August 8th, Ohio will not be one of them. They'll be down to seven because we'll uh, raise ours to 60%. Pastor Al, your thoughts? Absolutely. We're certainly praying that uh, that we will see a success with issue one on August 8th. And uh, because I really do believe that this will enable God's people to make a difference and it will enable us to defeat the abortion amendment in November. And uh, certainly, we need to be involved. Uh, this is this is one of the reasons I believe that uh, people ought to be listening to your program and uh, going to the Ohio Christian Alliance website uh, for the information that all too often we're not getting. Uh, too many of our churches, uh, the pastors are not aware of these, of these issues. And, and if they are aware, they're not aware of what they can do personally. And uh, you have some tremendous resources there available uh, to help pastors explain to their churches these issues and to help Christians find information that they need that we can make our vote count and count uh, for God in the elections. Well, that's right. The Ohio Christian Alliance provides uh, voter registration packets to churches. We also provide an educational voter guide. It will be a bulletin insert with informative information on Issue 1. We do advocate for a yes vote on Issue 1. In fact, pastors and churches can do the same. Uh, Where you may not be uh, able to or want to endorse candidates, we don't endorse candidates, you can be issue advocacy. A C3 organization, a charitable organization like a church, can be issue-oriented and uh, advocacy. In fact, you can spend up to 5% of your annual income on issue advocacy. Uh, We're not asking you to do that. We're just asking pastors to take a, a stand and tell their congregants, get out there and vote yes on issue one. We will have bulletin inserts, some of which can be downloaded from our website, also requested from our website, and we'll ship them to you uh, free of charge to be able to distribute to your congregation. Again, that's at the Ohio Christian Alliance website. That's ohioca.org. Also, don't forget our Freedom Banquet coming up next week, Thursday, June 22nd, at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton. Join Secretary of State Frank LaRose, State Treasurer Robert Sprague, State Representative Melody Miller, State Representative Brian Stewart, 
uh, President of Ohio Right to Life, Mike Gonadakis, and other special guests as we uh, have a dinner program and a rally on Issue 1. That's at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton, 6 p.m. reception, 7 p.m. dinner, but you have to register. Tickets are $75. The proceeds benefit the Ohio Christian Alliance, and we hope to see you next Thursday. If you have any questions about the banquet, you can phone us also at 330-887-1922. That's 330-887-1922. Well, thank you, Pastor Al, for joining me today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate the opportunity. And State Representative Brian Stewart's coming up next to talk about Issue 1 in more detail. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Be afraid. Be very afraid. There are those in Washington who want the IRS to take more of your hard-earned money. Are you tired of being the perpetual cash cow for every scheme, unreasonable program, and for all the fraud, waste, and abuse in our system? Well, good news. I can help. George Satari has almost 40 years of experience helping people like you keep more of what you make. It makes no sense that the more you make, the more they take. Let George help you keep your money away from the government bureaucratic waste and in your pocket. Call 216-651-1120 right now and schedule your free consultation today. Instead of a victim, you'll You'll be be the the victor. victor. With many success stories, George helps with tax planning, estate planning, financial and business analysis, and more. The new tax law has many ways to save money with retirement planning, accelerated depreciation, up to 20% exception of net earnings, and so much more. Call 216-651-1120. That's 216-651-1120. You earn it, we'll help you keep it. That's George Satari, CPA, 216-651-1120. This is Chris Long with the Ohio Christian Alliance, inviting you to our annual Freedom Banquet Thursday, June 22nd at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton. This year, the dinner is a rally on Issue 1, the August 8th special election issue that safeguards Ohio's Constitution. Join speakers Treasurer Robert Sprague, Secretary of State Frank LaRose, Ohio Right to Life President Mike Gonadakis, and State Reps Melanie Miller and Brian Stewart. To register, log on to ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. My community means everything to me. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from, and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The training and leadership skills I get from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people and look out for my community. If you'd like to learn how you too can serve part-time in the community you love, visit nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. The following is a previously aired broadcast. Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. I want to tell you about our annual Freedom Banquet that's coming up June 22nd. That's Thursday night, June 22nd. Uh, 6 p.m. is the reception. 7 o'clock is the dinner. 
We will be at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton. Uh, you can purchase tickets at our website at ohioca.org. We're going to have a great evening that night. Uh, in fact, State Treasurer Robert Sprague is going to be with us, uh, State Representative Melanie Miller, and State Representative Brian Stewart, who's with us on the phone now. We're going to talk in just a minute about the 60% constitutional amendment increase. And, of course, all eyes are on August 8th, which is the special election, and we're going to be talking about that the next 30 minutes. But, again, we want you to come out to the Freedom Banquet. It's a great night of patriotism and encouragement, and you can register on our website at ohioca.org. And more details will be forthcoming about the Ohio Christian Alliance Annual Freedom Banquet. Again, Thursday, June 22nd at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton. Well, without any further ado, let's go to our speaker, who is State Representative Brian Stewart. He was the sponsor of HGR 1, uh, which was the amendment increase proposal that would raise the constitutional amendment passage to 60%. And HGR 1 would put it on the ballot for the people of Ohio to decide whether we want to raise the threshold to safeguard our Constitution. Over the years, we have seen a lot of really ridiculous proposals. Anyone with a big checkbook come into Ohio and basically put something on the ballot, and it, it just doesn't pass a law in Ohio if it's 50%. Uh, it actually amends the, the state constitution. Okay, so that's kind of a big deal. And uh, so we've even had some ridiculous things, and our, our guest is going to talk about that. Uh, but we're going to have an opportunity to rectify all that on August 8th in a special election, and it's n issue number one. We're going to talk about that. Issue number one, the Ohio Christian Alliance is urging a yes vote on issue one that will raise the constitutional amendment passage increase to 60%. It currently is just 50%. But we want to raise that to 60%, and uh, with your help, we'll do that. Well, with me on the phone is Brian Stewart. Brian, welcome to the program. I appreciate it, Chris. Great to be here, and uh, thanks for all your work. Well, thank you for all that you did this spring in working this through the legislature. It was not an easy go at all. Uh, in fact, you had begun this process last year, and then the session closed without the legislature making a determination about uh, raising the constitutional amendment passage to 60%. Uh, and so we had to deal with it this year. There's an abortion ballot measure that's being threatened for the November ballot as Planned Parenthood, radical abortion interests are coming into our state. Ohio's their next target. Uh, they just left the state of Michigan in disarray and really in a terrible way. Uh, in fact, it's abortion legal to the ninth month of pregnancy now in the state of Michigan. They want to do the same here in Ohio. Uh, that's way too radical for this state. But uh, we're going to have to put a firewall uh, up as to a 60% threshold uh, so these folks can't easily do that. Your thoughts? Well, you know, this is something that we've been debating in Ohio literally for decades, Chris. I mean, uh, this 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 is getting a lot of attention over some of those, you know, ballot issues in 2023, but really this is something that we've been talking about for decades. Um, we have increasingly seen our constitution here in Ohio be used as a policymaking document, as a, a way to sort of sidestep the legislature and, you know, basically enshrine in the constitution permanently, you know, some pretty basic public policy debates that, that frankly should be debated in the General Assembly and should be subject to 
change and revision over time. You know, if we get something wrong in the law, we can change it. Uh, if we get something wrong in the Constitution, we're generally stuck with it. And, you know, so this has been going on with regards to, you know, writing casino parcel numbers in the Constitution. We've had attempts to write, uh, you know, marijuana cartels uh, into the Constitution. We have animal livestock care standards in the state constitution. We have soda pop tax, uh, you know, policy in the state constitution. Uh, you know, some of these things are, are, are policies I may even, you know, be okay with, but the point is they, they should be in law, not locked away in the constitution, kind of locked away from public debate. And so, you know, this is something I've wanted to do personally for for more than a decade, and uh, in my first term, got to uh, got to start got to start working on it during lame duck session. At the time we started this, there was no abortion amendment. There was no you know other amendments that were in the works. But obviously, you know, in the interim, those things have have, have kind of reared their head. And so, um, you know, what I've said is, if you you know everybody. Uh, certainly entitled to, to to be for this or against this based on whatever issue uh, they choose, but it really affects all amendments. And even if you're okay with, you know, one amendment in 2023, uh, chances are there's going to be three or four more coming down the pike that you're going to have real problems with. So we think this is something that uh, all Ohioans should be very open to. We live under a federal constitution that is protected in this way. We think that the state constitution should have a similar protection. We're talking with State Representative Brian Stewart. He worked uh, really in a major way on this to get it passed through the General Assembly. It ended up being ASJR2, which is basically its companion in the Senate, that came over to the House. Representative Stewart represents the 12th uh, state district. Uh, Representative, when... um, of, of course, we're all relieved that this got through the House, but it, it was a vigorous debate uh, in and of itself to get it to the floor and to for a vote. And it, it took 60 votes. It ended up getting 62 votes for passage in the House and then uh, two-thirds in the Senate. Uh, the governor doesn't have to sign it. It will place it on the August 8th ballot. It's issue number one. The ballot board just completed its work, and we'll go over this language but uh, just your thoughts about the process of how this worked this spring. It was quite a battle, wasn't it? It has been. We, uh, you know, I introduced it during lame duck session. You know, Secretary Frank Lores and I originally proposed this idea during lame duck at the last General Assembly. Uh, you know, we, we never, we, we very rarely had 60 Republicans even in the building during that lame duck session. And, and obviously you needed 60 votes to pass. So it didn't happen. We had a, we had a plan to, uh, bring it back immediately. Uh, I've been working with, uh, you know, Representative Derek Marin, who had been, uh, you know, selected to be our our speaker, and we had put together a calendar so that we could potentially uh, get this passed in January and get it on the May ballot. Uh, but you know, for 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 a whole handful of reasons, that didn't happen either. And so at that point, it was sort of in limbo of of, of what. Uh, what was going to come of this? And then, um, you know, the, the Senate introduced a, a an idea for an August special election, and uh, that sort of breathed new life into into the legislation. And thankfully, then we were we kind of had a path forward that you know most uh, that, that could get to sixty plus votes. And at that point, it was really a, a focus of winning everybody we could. Uh, you know, we we did have some difficulty with with 
you know, some members and, um, but, uh, you know, 60, 60 votes is a high bar to get in any situation. Uh, it's an extra heavy lift when you're talking about kind of foundational issues here, like the constitution, but I'm glad that, you know, within our caucus, the arguments that we've been making for the last six months, uh, were well-received. So reading the uh, proposed amendment, um, and again, this is uh, the approved language by the ballot board, and we did watch the proceedings before the ballot uh, board, uh, which uh, then a majority of the board did approve the amendment language. Um, And, uh, of course, the summary languages will have to be written by those for and against the issue that would have to be submitted to the Secretary of State's office. I think that deadline was yesterday, was it not, Brian? It is, and we've done that. Actually, uh, myself and uh, Senator Rob McCauley, we, we drafted with our um, you know, able, able staff here in the, our, our respective caucuses together. It was a team effort put together the, the yes on issue one uh, ballot arguments, which Ohioans will see when they go into the ballot box, and it was uh, a real privilege to be a part of that. So it says, issue one, proposed constitutional amendment elevating the standards to qualify for and to pass any constitutional amendment proposed by joint resolution of the General Assembly. This is how it will read on the ballot. To amend Section 1B, 1E, and 1G of Article 2 and Sections 1 and 3 of Article... uh, Which number is that? Looking at Roman numerals here. I think that's 16. Article 16 of the Constitution of, of the State of Ohio. A majority yes vote is necessary for the amendment to pass, it says. The proposed amendment would require that any proposed amendment to the Constitution of the State of Ohio receive the approval of at least 60% of eligible voters voting on the proposed amendment. It would also require that any initiative petition filed on or after January 1, 2024, with the Secretary of State proposing to amend the Constitution of the State of Ohio, be signed by at least 5% of the eligible voters of each county in the state. Also specified that additional signatures may not be added to any initiative petition filed with the Secretary of State on or after January 1st, 2024, proposed to amend the Constitution of the State of Ohio. If passed, the amendment shall be effective immediately. It is a yes or no proposition. So, Representative, as I'm looking at here, January 1st, 2024, when would this go into effect in the event that the, the voters do approve it on August 8th, issue one, when will it go into effect? So the requirement that all future constitutional amendments get at least 60% of the vote to become effective, that would take effect immediately. And that would therefore be effective for any constitutional amendments that are on the ballot in November of 2023. Okay. Now, the language about January 2024, that speaks only to the requirements regarding ballot access, right? And so what what that is meant to say is that any any constitutional amendments that are presently circulating or presently going through the process to get on the ballot, they could potentially get on the ballot for, you know, this November changing the rules on ballot access for anyone who is currently going through that process. So for anybody that starts that process after uh, January 21st, January 1st, 2024, 
they would then have to get signatures from all 88 counties, and they would not have that, uh, you know, what I call the the second bite at the apple uh, when they fail to make the ballot, which uh, is referred to as a cure period. That would be eliminated as well. So there are, uh, to my knowledge, two proposed um, ballot initiatives that are circulating for petition. One is for the uh, raising the state minimum wage, and the other is for abortion on demand uh, with uh, pro-choice Ohio is what they call themselves, but it's literally abortion on demand to the ninth month. They're circulating a petition. So this would be an effect for them if in the event that they secure enough signatures by July 5th to be approved for the November ballot, they would have to, if the August 8th issue is passed, have to get over 60% for approval. Is that your understanding? That is correct. So uh, then any future draw of petitions from the Secretary of State to to start the process would be under the additional obligations of having to secure at least 5% in all of Ohio's 88 counties, and that there wouldn't be what was called a curing period. In other words, you submit your signatures, you're short, they allow you to go out into, uh, to secure additional signatures by 10 days. That, that would no longer be in effect. Is that right? That is right. That's okay. Correct. All right. So, you know, it's funny. Uh, so we saw some antics, uh, on the House floor when this passed, of course, by yeah. some people on the political left side of the aisle. And uh, they were actually demonstrating, which was really weird to see state representatives. I mean, why demonstrate? You already have the microphone, you have the floor uh, when you're recognized by the speaker, and a number of them did speak. So after the vote carried, uh, the, the gallery had to be cleared because there were some raucous people in the gallery, not all, because some of our people were there and being polite and uh, dutiful and uh, as good citizens listening uh, to the proceedings. Uh, but there were some others who were not and making some noise. And so the, the speaker rightfully had to clear the gallery because it was disrupting the proceedings. Uh, then after the vote carried, there was a number of Democrats that went down to the floor with signs in their hands like they were protesters, which was really weird to see. Uh, but they were saying, hey, one person, one vote. And of course, this doesn't do anything that doesn't say that. Of course, there's one person, one vote. I'd like to see more of them practice that. I do have my suspicions at times. But here's what's interesting. A post that came up, and someone actually looked at the Democratic Party of Ohio's Constitution, and it has Section 1, Section 2, and it reads the following. Article 4. This Constitution may be amended by 60% of the delegates to to any convention. Uh, and so it's like, it, isn't that a little ironic that they're against the 60% for our state constitution, yet their party constitution requires a 60% passage to amend any of their uh, state Democratic Party constitution? Your thoughts to that, Representative? Oh, it's incredible, and it's 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 hypocritical. And, and frankly, we've seen a lot of that throughout the committee process as we've listened to opponents uh, come in on the bill. You know, we had, uh, you know, AFL-CIO, League of Women Voters, SEIU, um, the uh, Ohio Federation of Teachers. All these organizations came in and and had kind of the same talking points, that, that requiring a 60% 
you know, vote margin for approval of constitutional amendments is, you know, quote unquote, you know, undemocratic and unfair, and, you know, all these different, all, all this different hyperbole. And so during the committee hearings, I was actually pulling up their constitutions in real time and asking them, you know, League of Women Voters, why, why, you know, why does the National League of Women Voters require, uh, I think it's almost a 70% vote threshold uh, to change their own bylaws? Uh, Federation of Teachers, 70%, 66%, 60%, over and over and over again. And so I said it's, it's essentially 60% for for me, but not for thee. And yeah. there is, uh, obviously there's some differences between, you know, a a union's constitution and, and the state constitution, but the principle is the same, which is these organizations all understand in their own daily working, that your constitution, your governing document, should be subject to something more than a slim bare majority to be turned on its head, right? The constitution is supposed to be constant. It's supposed to be predictable. It's supposed to provide a framework that is relatively steady and is not subject to just this, this constant tinkering. And so all of these opponents understand that in their own organizations, uh, they certainly, you know, they don't seem to believe that that's undemocratic, uh, you know, as they run their own operations, but that suddenly 60% is, is uh, you know, uncalled for in, in another context. And, and Chris, what we've seen is that Ohio's constitution is just constantly uh, undergoing these upheavals. The United States constitution has had 27 amendments in 234 years. By contrast, the Ohio Constitution has been amended 172 times and counting. That says it all. Well, it really does. And this started 112 years ago, and it was a progressive movement at the time. It was actually started by Teddy Roosevelt, who uh, left the Republican Party and went with progressives, and he, he was moving around the country his progressive movement to uh, adopt this type of constitutional amendment process. It's been in place ever since. And, but again, no one looked at it to the kind of uh, mess it was creating in Ohio. When we go back a few years of the casinos, four casinos with actual addresses of where they're going to be located. And then because the address wasn't correct in one in Columbus, it had to be a, a change. They went back with a constitutional amendment uh, to change the location of the uh, address of the casino. It was, it's ridiculous. And, you know, our original Constitution forbade uh, the lottery and gambling, okay? But then uh, they went ahead and, and for 20 years, we actually stopped them from gambling. I mean, look, as a pastor, counseling people over the years, gambling is a is a scourge, and it's terrible. And, you know, we didn't want to see it in the state of Ohio. And they kept pushing and pushing and pushing, uh, and they found a way through early voting to get it up over the top, out of, actually out of Cauga County, with early uh, voting ballots. The, the ballots cast on Election Day actually defeated that issue, but the early voting gave them what they needed to put uh, casinos over the top. We've had it ever since. Uh, it's not good. It's you know, it's funny. Every a gambling ad says, and if you have a problem, well, the pre- presumption is people do have problems. And I've seen the terrible effect it has on someone in a family who has an addiction or gambling problem, and then what kind of problem that is for the family and the children and everybody else. So, no, it was not good policy. It shouldn't have been put in our Constitution. And that's just one example. 
And the last thing we want to see is abortion on demand. This is a pro-life state. This is a state that's passed uh, uh, pro-life provisions over the years, time and again, each General Assembly, uh, with it, whether it's adoption expansion, whether it's uh, uh, restriction or limiting abortion on demand, uh, banning the uh, partial birth abortion when Americans finally figured what that was, okay, and they, they were aghast by it. And so that was over 20-some years ago we did that. I don't know how all that, folks, will be wiped out if these folks in November are able to pass a uh, constitutional amendment to put abortion on the ban- demand on the ballot here in Ohio, and it gets passage uh, at 51%. Uh, that was what they were looking at until the legislature acted and said, you know what, it's time to safeguard Ohio's constitution. And I fully agree. The Ohio Christian Alliance fully supports issue one on the August 8th ballot. We urge you to get your family and friends to vote yes on issue one, August 8th. Now, Representative, it's important for people when you think about August, they may be on vacation, so make sure that you get an absentee ballot and vote absentee. Uh, But we want uh, our folks to get out there and vote and weigh in on issue one, don't we? We absolutely do. I mean, if the numbers are there, right? I mean, this is a state that uh, you know, President Trump carried handily twice. If our folks turn out, uh, this this amendment will pass. And frankly, you know, this this protecting our Constitution polls well with independents, uh, polls well with soft Democrats. So, you know, we we expect there to be a a robust campaign, and we need everybody to to show up and vote. I, I'm glad you said um, whether you like it or not. There is about there's essentially a month that you get to vote <laughs> in Ohio, and uh, over the summer, take advantage of that, right? Let's make sure that if you're going to be on vacation in August, that you vote in July, and uh, let's not uh, have anybody wake up on August 9th and say, "Oh, I, I, I didn't realize there was an election." That's exactly right. Well, Representative, thank you for being my guest today. Again, uh, State Representative Brian Stewart, he will be with us on June 22nd at the annual Freedom Banquet. That's Thursday, June 22nd at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton. Also, State Treasurer Robert Sprague and other special guests. Uh, We'd love for you to be with us at the Patriotic Evening. We'll be talking about this issue and getting the vote out. Again, that's Thursday, June 22nd at the Ohio Christian Alliance Annual Freedom Banquet at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton. We have a great dinner. We have a great time of uh, fellowship. There'll be a a 6 p.m. reception, and you can register for it at our website at ohioca.org. Thank you, Representative. We'll see you on uh, Thursday, June 22nd. My pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much. And if you missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. Also, you'll want to look at some of the other information that we have there. Uh, Of course, there is the uh, uh, basic judicial cases that are pending, Ohio's heartbeat law. There's a quick link to that. And, of course, the abortion ballot language, uh, then you can see how terrible it is also on our website at ohioca.org and our statement in response to that. But again, it's all about getting out August 8th, voting yes on issue one. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.